What's going on and welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson alongside Caroline Gonzalez. It's a special game day edition of the show. Normally we're Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but I'm not normal. So we're going to switch things up a little bit. That's for sure. Absolutely. As the Pelicans take on the Dallas Mavericks tonight, a rare 6.30 tip-off. They're trying a new thing this year to get the West Coast game started earlier for nationally televised games. So that's why tonight's game inside the Smoothie King Center is at 6.30 um, instead of seven, which means Caroline, that us that like to go to bed at like eight, eight, eight o'clock at night, you know, we can go to bed a little earlier tonight. I'm not even kidding you. I went to bed at my dad's in town for the holiday, of course, and he's you know wants to spend time with me, and it's great and whatever. But every time we're together, I'm like, man, I'm so tired. And he's like, stop saying how tired you are. And I'm like, dad, I just worked like a, a 70 hour week. I'm pretty tired. It's okay for me to be tired. I went to bed last night at 930. My roommates had friends over and they were being super loud. And I just put on the white noise machine and passed out until probably like 7am this morning. It was fantastic. So you might get home at 930 tonight now with the early tip. So we should be good again. Yeah, good. I mean, the more sleep, the better. I was that person in college that still went to bed at like nine, ten o'clock, even though everyone was out partying and everyone was telling me to live my life but i like my sleep <laughs> are you one that puts like slippers on puts your nightcap on you know <laughs> not quite but i have settles in the bed reads a good book at night <laughs> i definitely have my like night routine and in order to i'm i'm an overthinker you know as you know someone i work with i'm an overthinker so i've recently started doing sudoku puzzles and coloring books in order to kind of turn my brain off at the end of the night and that's helped there's so. a lot of the adult coloring books are a thing now there's a uh, lot yeah. of people that do them. Yeah, I, I, I picked one up at Walmart the other day, found one that wasn't princesses and fairies, and uh, it's been pretty good so far. Excellent. Well, you're from the Dallas area, um, so it's obviously probably a little special when the Dallas Mavericks come to town. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is a, a different Dallas Mavericks scene that we're used to seeing, at least in the last few years. They're 14-6, and six, Caroline, and you know the play of Luka Doncic. I know you've been watching him. Um, even when they're not here in the Smoothie King Center, he's just been he's been fun to watch. I'm not gonna lie. It he has been, and you know, like you said, I grew up in Dallas, and so I work I grew up watching Dirk and and Terry and Jason the Jet Terry and um, I Sean Marion who just had the world's ugliest shot and Jerry Stackhouse. So those that was my Mavericks team that I grew up watching, uh, and I, I loved Dirk. I loved the way he played, and I kind of tried to model my game after his his, and I played against uh, Jason Terry's daughter when I played in AAU and they all had his shoes on and I always wanted to play for his team but I wasn't good enough anyway um but this is a completely different team and now the NBA is a completely different league and you're seeing that in Luca and Kristaps and Luca just looks like he is having fun and I think that is awesome because when you look at the NBA now you are looking at analytics you're looking at uh times that players are sleeping you're looking at times that they're thinking about basketball times that they're spending with family so there's so many numbers that go into it and Luca when you watch him play basketball he just looks like a kid that's out on on the pavement just playing basketball he looks like he's just having a good time and he's talented like he's putting up 40 points while just kind of I don't want to say jacking around but he's just he, he makes it look easy it's effortless for him and and he looks like he's having fun and as a fan and as a fan of basketball and as a fan of the Dallas Mavericks if you're one of them you just have to enjoy that and you buy into it because if he's having fun out there, imagine how much fun you're going to have watching him. Who has an uglier shot, Sean Marion or me? Oh, that's <laughs> a hard one. Sean Marion's one in. <laughs> oh, wow. 
<laughs> I think uh, I think I'll probably have to say your your shot's a little bit uglier. His was awful. I just his remember is in front of him. Mine is more. To it the was side. like yeah, it was like across his body. His hand did some weird thing. It was it was the worst. And he just uh, yeah, it was it was rough to watch. But hey, it went in most of the time, so you can't blame him. <laughs> you clearly didn't see my shooting clinic in Salt Lake City the other week. I saw someone take a picture of it, and I saw Antonio Daniels watching you, and I was like, God help him. I hope Antonio I, isn't ripping him apart too hard. I think Antonio had a heart attack when he saw me shoot for the first time. Probably. But then he saw a couple go in, and then he saw a couple that did not go in, and they weren't even close. Yeah, so. as the Pelicans players say, it helps to see the ball go in. So that's good, I guess. Ain't no lie about that. <laughs> uh, we have Kristen Ledlow on today's show. She'll be a part of the broadcast tonight, the NBA on TNT. She's actually roaming around New Orleans as we are taping this right now. So we'll ask her about how that went. Um, she also has a new podcast uh, with Candace Parker, Ledlow and Parker, and I've been able to listen to a little bit of them. You know, they talked about their heroes last time with Robin Roberts um, and Ernie Johnson. Um, um, Kristen's been a part of this program before, but it's always fun when TNT comes to town, and you know it's a big game when they're here. I think it's awesome that she's getting the opportunity to do that with Candace Parker, who is obviously a great analyst and a, a great basketball player. I grew up watching Candace Parker. I, w- I was fortunate enough to go to the Tennessee camp after they won their national championship, and just seeing how Candace Parker has always held herself and uh, just kind of been a role model for women um, basketball players, for girl basketball players. And if you look at Kristen Ledlow, I think she's doing the same for female sports reporters who are growing up and want to see more sports reporters. And I think she articulates it and asks the questions that need to be asked. And I think she does it in a great way. So two example women who are uh, really making an impact. And on that note, let's welcome in NBA on TNT reporter Kristen Ledlow. Kristen will be a part of tonight's Pels Mavs telecast on TNT. And you can check her out on the brand new podcast she co-hosts with Candace Parker, the Ledlow and Parker podcast is available for download every Tuesday throughout the season via Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And before we get to that podcast, Kristen, uh, we, we saw on social media you were on Bourbon Street. Just wanted to make sure you survived that this morning here in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do I still sound out of breath? No, we had the most fun. I just got back to the hotel. We stayed out there for almost an hour and got to meet a ton of Pelicans fans, a ton of NBA fans. And we, uh, we had underdogs, you know, from TNT uh, come up with – some not-so-easy trivia questions. So we were tossing up the questions, waiting for people to answer, and, I mean, we gave them the opportunity to use lifelines. They could phone a friend. They could Google. They could simply ask Siri. But even with all of those resources at hand, they were still pretty tough. But a huge thank you to the Pelicans. They were the ones that gave us the 10 tickets to be able to give out to these fans. So we're excited. They're all going to be there tonight. Awesome, awesome. I want to know how many sets of beads did Reggie Miller catch while he was on there. (laughs) Wait, what? How many beads did he catch while he was on Bourbon Street, you know? (laughs) Goodness. Uh, I figure Reggie's a man of the people. Zero. He is a man of the people, but nobody was throwing beads. We were the ones handing out the prizes this time. Okay. Kristen, I know that you guys uh, are going to be doing this in several cities that you guys go to. Whose idea was it to to start going out into the city, and what – city are you most excited to to venture out into oh that's a great question um it was either last season or the season before last that reggie told me there was this mountain in phoenix called camelback and oh yeah was, oh not too difficult to work out but you know that's for reggie like he's in the best shape of all time and is in the same shape now that he was when he was playing at the height of his career so I'm like, all right, I'll get up with you and go do that mountain. And then he said, well, what if we invite 
invited basketball fans to meet us up there, and then we gave them tickets to the game. So it kind of turned into this much bigger than we thought it was going to kind of thing. I didn't honestly think that anyone would get up at 5 or 6 in the morning and hike to the top of a mountain just for tickets to the game, but it turned out that dozens of people did. So when we went back this season, we thought, okay, let's go hike the mountain again. That'll be fun. And and then we were rained out. So that was uh, the week before last, and it was actually a Suns-Pelicans game. So we thought, well, we're going to New Orleans next. Maybe we should do something for the Pelicans fans now. And and now it's somewhat evolved, and, and we're in Denver next, and then we're, I can't remember after that, but, but we've kind of thought now, hey, as many teams as are on board and want to give us the tickets to give away, we love being able to to go out into the city and to get to see some of the city because oftentimes you just land, you go to the hotel, you go to the arena, you take off, and you don't get the chance to really experience the, the, the people and the culture of each of these cities that we cover games in. So it was Reggie's idea initially, and now it's somewhat evolving, and, and we don't exactly know where we're, where we're taking this to next. But we did say as soon as we got out of the car this morning, we do not want to be somewhere outside in Denver next week. <laughs> where it's two or three degrees because it was really pretty chilly on Bourbon Street. You're not going to be hiking in Denver? Come on. Do it for the people. Red Rocks? <laughs> probably would, but that's just not my speed. Kristen, I, I know you're doing the uh, the Ledlow and Parker podcast, and I was telling Daniel earlier, it's kind of cool because, as I've told you before, you know, you are a sports reporter, and you've kind of been very influential to younger sports reporters and younger women, and then I look at Candace Parker, who I watched playing women's basketball, and she was motivational for me um, as a women's basketball player and at Tennessee, and she kind of paved the way. Is it is it fun to kind of add two unique perspectives and bring them together uh, to be able to inform people in a in a very unique way as a for, as a professional athlete and as a reporter? Yeah, without a doubt. And um, you know, our perspectives as women in and around the game are obviously going to be unique. But as this project was somewhat pitched to us, and then we started pitching ideas back to the network, we thought there's really no one else doing this at the network level that that has the kind of experience and insight that we do because of the positions that we're uniquely in with her in the WNBA and with me having covered the NBA for this side. I mean, we're, we're getting, I've been out of college for 10 years now. <laughs> That's fun to point out. Publicly. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, we, we come from, um, we're, we're, we're approaching it from a unique perspective solely because we, are in these unique positions. So, so yeah, we were really excited when the idea was initially brought to us, and then we started kind of talking back and forth about what we could turn it into. Um, it, it made it even more exciting. And so for us, it's really about just the ability to sit down next to each other, not just as podcast co-hosts, but you and I are very close friends as well. So we talk all throughout the week about everything that's going on in and around sports culture. And then to be able to just simply start recording, you know, once a week, some of those conversations has been really, really, really fun for us. You know, it's, it's been something that, that I've wanted to do um, for a long time, sit simply in front of an open mic and, and give my perspective, but to sit alongside someone who is, I mean, arguably the best to play, you know, in the arenas she's played in and, and undoubtedly a future Hall of Famer. Um, it, it's just been such a fun project to get to, to, to see where we take it next, you know, to see where it goes. 
and it's been certainly fun to listen to, and I love the one last week about your heroes. That was certainly a, a great listen. Um, let's talk about the, the Pelicans here a little bit. You mentioned you were in Phoenix as I ran into you after the game um, as the Pelicans beat the Suns, so you've had a chance to at least look at them once. I know it's hard sometimes to balance out you know, your schedule and, and watching some games, but what did you notice at least in that game for the Pelicans, and what have you seen from them so far, unfortunately, besides the injuries to them? Yeah, that's what's so difficult about it is because it's it's really hard to make an assessment of a team that, as of today, has had 12 different starting lineups right. thus far this season. You know, a team that starts one and seven, but then wins five of seven, but now has lost five in a row since the last time I was there to see them play. So it's really hard to, to get a, a consistent perspective of a team that has really not just played inconsistently, but has been inconsistent as far as their roster and their availability goes. But one of the things that I've been impressed by consistently is uh, Coach Gentry, the way that these guys have bought into the culture that's being built around New Orleans basketball. Um, I've loved watching J.J. Reddick's leadership become, again, as valuable as it has been on several stops throughout his NBA career. It's not just about what he does on the court. It's about some of these younger players being able to watch a, a playoff-tested veteran you know, work out day in and day out. I was impressed by him as well. Um, and then, really, to me, I think what, what's just been staggering every time I've left the Pelicans, whether or not the guys were healthy, how confident – Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball look in an entirely new environment. I knew that those guys, I mean, I think we all knew that those guys could be, should be, would be great players. But to watch them gain this new level of confidence surrounding so many aspects of their game, um, I think has been unique to the environment. And I think it speaks solely to the culture that's being created here. And that, you know, I was just about to ask you because you saw Brandon Ingram in L.A. and, uh, you know, now, of course, coming down to New Orleans. His growth has, I don't want to say it's kind of been surprising, but it's surprising to me how immediately comfortable he was because he can have a 20-point game and you look at the stat sheet and you're like, whoa, when did that happen? Because it's just kind of automatic for him and he's just slowly becoming – you know, pro's going to pro. And he just seems to be so much more comfortable now in kind of leading the charge for the Pelicans. Oh, well, it's a night and day difference, the Brandon Ingram from L.A. and the Brandon Ingram now in New Orleans. And I know that there were several factors that have led to his feeling far more comfortable in New Orleans now, but I think that he's touched on those things. He's been vocal about those things. He needed an entirely new opportunity in a new environment with a team that for the first time is really – they're, they're, they're creating a culture. They're identifying their culture as a franchise. And, and so it's a really, I think, unique thing to get to be part of. Um, and so for him to essentially be handed the keys and say, hey, drive this thing as far as you'd like to, I think has given him the kind of confidence that maybe he didn't have before. Of course, a lot of that is simply growing as a player and as a person, and that may have happened naturally no matter where he was. But I think it speaks a lot to the environment that's being created here as to his confidence and his growth this season. Kristen, before we let you go, um, obviously when you meet with Kevin and Reggie before tonight's broadcast, there'll be some storylines that you'll be able to provide for us. What are some of those things you kind of have in mind as you get set for the Pelicans and Maps tonight from the Smoothie King Center? Well, we've talked a lot about the Pelicans, and I know that your audience is obviously very Pelicans-driven, but we're also very excited to see Luka Doncic yep. play. I mean, he's been on an absolute tear, and so a lot of the, uh, the narrative surrounding this game is, 
watching to see whether this young player can continue on this historic run. So we're excited to watch him play as well. I haven't gotten the opportunity to see him play yet in person. And then, of course, we're hoping to be able to provide some sort of update as to Zion Williamson's status. You know, each time that, that we've either come back to New Orleans or seen New Orleans on the road, there's, there's been at least some small update. And the last time that we were able to cover the team was in Phoenix, as you mentioned. And we had heard that it would still be mid-December and that he'd be returning to on-court activities at some point in the following 10 days. So we're just outside of that window, and I'm looking forward to seeing where he is now. Well, we look forward to, to seeing you at the Smoothie King Center tonight. That's Kristen Ledlow, NBA on TNT reporter. And please don't forget about her podcast with Candace Parker. The Ledlow and Parker podcast is available for download every Tuesday throughout the season via Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And, of course, you can tune in tonight nationally on TNT. Kristen, we appreciate the time. Glad you survived Bourbon Street, and we'll see you at the arena tonight. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you then. What a fun conversation with Kristen Ledlow of NBA on TNT. She will be a part of the broadcast tonight alongside Kevin Harlan and Reggie Miller. Pelicans and Mavericks, again, 6.30 p.m. start time, a little bit early, so you have to get there a little bit early. Nationally televised, no Fox Sports New Orleans coverage tonight, but we will have coverage on the radio starting at 5.30 with Pelicans walkthrough. Then I'll have Pelicans warm-up for you at 6 o'clock, and then Todd Graffinini and John DeShazer will have the call at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Also, if you haven't yet, go to pelicans.com and enter the Pelicans Hot Shot Challenge for a chance to compete at the NBA All-Star Game in Chicago in February. Home court, you have to download the Home Court app, which is an app to compete against each other through an all-new augmented reality gaming experience. Home Court is a breakthrough app that captures, tracks, and analyzes your basketball skills using just your iPhone or iPad. Shoot as many shots as you can from five different zones the player with the most amount of points in one minute wins. Again, for contest rules, visit pelicans.com and click on the link for the Hot Shot Challenge, and you can win a trip to All-Star 2020. The show today was brought to you, of course, by SeatGeek. Trying to find tickets to football games or any other live event can be complicated. There's hundreds of sites and shady pricing. With SeatGeek, you can do everything in one place. Search for and discover the best deals on seats. Buy from any device and sell and transfer for tickets in just a couple of taps. Best of all, our listeners will get $20 off their first purchase when they use the SeatGeek app. Use the code GOPELS, all one word, all capitalized, at checkout. SeatGeek, score the best deals on tickets. We will not have a show for you tomorrow. We've done back-to-back shows Monday and Tuesday. Be on the lookout for another game day edition on Thursday. Todd Graffinini, Jim Eichenhofer, and myself will do a roundtable discussion getting you ready for Pelicans and Suns as the Pelicans will wrap up the three-game homestand on Thursday, and they'll hit the road for one quick game in Dallas. It's a 1 p.m. start on Saturday afternoon, so you can watch that and then get ready for the SEC Championship between LSU and Georgia. Big thanks to Kristen Ledlow and, of course, Caroline Gonzalez. Until Thursday, I'm Daniel Sallers, and thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek.